0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of Season Four Legends Edition of the Adam Marcy Unplugged Podcast. I'm telling you, I'm rolling out the hits, and I got my good friend Ben Settle back in the studio, proverbable studio across the world, uh, to do this show with me. Now, real quickly, I'm gonna go ahead and say this: I've I've talked about Ben enough times in other shows, on my Facebook, on emails. I fucking respect the hell out of this guy because he's a copywriter that's not a copywriter, meaning in the sense of he doesn't take on client work, he just does his own thing and makes a shit ton doing it, and works 10 minutes a day, pretty much. Now, I want to address this right off the bat before Ben chimes in. Someone that I've lovingly nicknamed Fat Gandalf went off on, uh, on Ben the other day, and it pissed me off because I'm like, dude, you're bitching about a guy that's basically figured out how to make six figures a year working ten minutes a day, and you're hating on him rather than going, "I should really learn from this motherfucker and get better." But hey, what can I say? Hate is gonna hate. Ben, welcome to the show. Well, hey, I appreciate
1: you having. I appreciate you uh, <laughs> coming up with another wonderful nickname for the Haribo bear, and uh, <laughs> My God. and and it's all good. You know, I actually like the guy. This is the thing. I I love this guy. Yeah. I would love to. Like, I just I, I I I've been waiting for something like that for so long. That, uh, you know, he's all good in my book. And uh, I hope he, I wonder if it would, I wonder if it would really disturb him if he knew I just passed the seven-figure mark.
0: <laughs> this <laughs> would piss him off. <laughs> I think that would actually just piss him off, like, rage quit. <laughs> I think Stephanie's uh, response was, I think he's got one <laughs> follower for every year he's been online. It <laughs> was probably my favorite, was like my favorite insult out of that. But anyway that's that's neither here guys just a real quick shout out to the sponsors for today we've got bensettle.com go check it out get on the guy's list fucking buy his newsletter i will guarantee you this much it's probably one of the best things you'll ever read and i can say that because i've had enough of his students freaking hire me to write their emails and go have you read ben settle i'm like i've read his blog they're like okay i'm gonna send you one letter in, in like the in, in the mail because i don't you know, whatever reason, so they sent me one of your letters. I read. I was like, "This is fucking gold." The moment I start subscribing to shit again, Ben and Shane are the next people I go to. So bensettle.com. go check that shit out. Or uh, is it EmailPlayers Is that the site to buy or no?
1: Yeah, but technically they should they should not go there because that's only for people who have been on my list and know me and know they can tolerate me. And uh, you know, so b- bensettle.com is better. Yeah. Emailplayers.com is for people if they're already sold on me.
0: Okay. By the end of this episode, you guys are going to go to emailplayers.com because Ben's <laughs> going to be an asshole that he usually is. But we love him for this because I'm one as well. It's how we get along. Um, <laughs> also, go check out uh, our, our brother from another mother, Shane Hunter's website, uh, abrasiveentrepreneur or theabrasiveentrepreneur.com. Um, he teaches you Facebook ads. So you combine what Shane talks about getting traffic, you combine what Ben teaches about building email lists that fucking buy, and you combine what I talk about, which is how to be entertaining as fuck when you actually write copy, and you got a winning combo. Who knows? You might make another million or you might make another couple of thousand dollars a month. Always a good way of winning. And of course finally sponsored by Adlemarcy.com where we have all the other podcasts. Join the join the tribe. We're gonna get a new opt-in page up and a bunch of free new giveaways and shit by the time this episode comes out. Right, I'm gonna shut up right now. Ben First thing, I'm fucking glad and honored to have you back on the show just simply because season four Legends wouldn't be the same without having you on here. Just wouldn't be the same.
1: That's nice to know.
0: That's always good. Dude, we've had some kick-ass people on the show this year, and I was like, yeah, why have I not asked Ben to be back on the show? Fuck it. I want him back on. He was fun last time. So I guess my first question, realistically, more than anything, is what the hell have you been up to? Oh, wow. What was the
1: last? What was it? 2016? 16, yeah. We yeah, two years ago. You know, I've been up to mostly the same shenanigans, but uh, I have uh, I finished my series of seven novels. So the that was about Enoch big, Wars, right? The Enoch Wars, yeah. yeah. And other than that, I've been taking my business a little more seriously, coming up with back end offers and all that. And other than that, I just do the same stuff. I, you know, I, I just goof off. <laughs> I fucking love that.
0: So I'm not going to ask you out the whole, like, poop scooper stuff because if you guys don't know that story, fucking go listen to the last episode. We'll link to it. It's, it's fucking easy. That's that's great. But I was going to say, well, there's two questions I have particularly. One, how did you find writing your novels? Because I'm still writing... I'm writing the third of my crime fiction novels because they wanted to see all three before you know I took them to market. Weird publishing deal.
1: But, um... How did you find writing your novels? Well, it's it's interesting because, uh, you I'm I know that I know you know him, but I'm assuming the whole audience knows who Bob Bly is. Yeah, they do. And <clears throat> he's been very encouraging to me over the last three or years, four years since I started the first one. And he and just the other day he goes, you know Ben, I really admire you, you can put these novels out. When I came and finished a novella. And I didn't – and, and I said, well, don't feel too bad because my last four books probably clocked in around 120 pages, which is basically a novella. So it's not like I spend a lot of time on these. I, I, I literally write the first draft in, in 14 days because they're all 14 chapters. One day, one chapter, and then I spend a couple months editing each one. And so it, I try to keep it as simple as writing email. Oh, that's
0: pretty cool. Alright, so my next so I guess the other question I have as well here because you you're working on back end offers, what is your like actual office structure look like? Because as far as I know, it's like email players where you pay ninety seven bucks a month and that's awesome and you get emails and all the other support stuff. But you also have like a bunch of other products in the back that you rarely fucking offer.
1: Yeah, like, well yeah, well it, it's a good question and it, it, it a lot of people say well, that can't work. Right? Yeah. Like you know I people agree. say <laughs> well I mean that that's like the going thing ben, ben needs that like I always get the unsolicited advice you need more offers and these I just I don't know I can just tell you this by focusing on one front end product and, and I'll sell other stuff every now and then but I'd say 95% of the time it's the same thing and then I don't really actively sell the other stuff to anyone else but the buyers um, there's, a, there's a, a lot of psychology behind that and it, it Draws upon – do you know Sean D'Souza? Yeah. No, I, I love Sean's stuff. The guy's like yeah. a fucking genius when it comes to like creating office. He, he's amazing. And, and this is sort of – I mean I learned this pretty much from him and he calls it sequential selling. And I don't want to steal his son or anything but um, <laughs> but I will. <laughs> <Go for laughs>
0: You've already given him credit. It,
1: yeah, he's, he's great. I think everyone should go to psychotactics.com and just every – you can watch how he does it. it. It's even better. He even has a product on it and everything but – yeah, you just bring them in, in a very specific way that people are used to buying or used to doing things that way. And he's, his my favorite example of his is karate schools. And he's like, you can't just walk into a karate school and say, I want to – or I, you know, I'm pretty tough. I want an orange belt. They start everybody at white belt. It doesn't matter where you're at, who you are, um, wherever you are. You have to start at white belt. And then when you get your – when you're your white belt, you know what the next belt is before – you don't have to ask, what's the next thing I buy? And it brings you through a very specific sequence that is designed to extract as much money from you as possible, but in a way that you like. Another another example would be restaurants. This is my favorite. In fact, this is probably more apt for most of us. You walk into a restaurant. They don't, like, sell you something. You know, First, you got to get seated, which is basically like opting in. Right, Dude, you're,
0: you're literally walking through my restaurant funnel. I fucking love it. Keep going. <laughs>
1: Well, restaurants are the best set. I mean, do, do yeah. they not extract the maximum money from you and you love it every oh, minute
0: of it? fuck yeah. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to walk you – because I think we're going to do the same thing. But I'm going to wait for you to finish and then I'll like, explain what the funnel thing was that you
1: came up with like two years ago. OK. OK. So you walk in. You get seated, which is free. They'll maybe pour you some water. So you're seated. But you can't just walk in and like order a steak unless you're doing takeout, I guess. But we're just going to keep this to, for people who sit in there and eat. So you walk in there. You get seated. Then they offer – they want to sell you something kind of – they'll give you some bread or something. Then they – what do you want to eat? Or maybe appetizers, which isn't too expensive. Or drinks. Yeah, drinks and appetizer. Not too expensive. Then you get the meal, which is way more expensive. And then after the meal, they wanted to give you some coffee, maybe some more drinks, maybe some dessert. By the time you've went through that entire process, you've spent a lot more money than you probably would have wanted to. And uh, it beats the – hell. this is why, like, for example, a regular restaurant – makes so much more money per meal than a buffet. Because a buffet, they're just showing you everything. And people walk out bloated and they don't want to go back and it's not as much fun of an experience. And you can't charge as much for a buffet. I mean, buffets are always cheap. Yeah, you could, you go to a nice restaurant, you could walk out paying two, 300 bucks for four or five people. Oh, and yeah. so, other than the buffet, which you'd walk out paying maybe 30, 40 bucks.
0: Yeah, no, that's actually really smart. And very similar to what I have, except for I kind of adapted it to like, tell people how to like sell their funnels like years ago. Because you know, everyone, like Perry Belch, all those guys came out with like, yeah, you gotta go through this entire shit. I was like, oh, that's, it's really hard to explain to the normal person why that would work. And like, why why would I spend more money? I don't fucking know you, I don't wanna spend any money with you. I'm like, well, take it as a restaurant. Your free offer is your opt-in, you sit your ass down at a table. The first thing they offer you is a low-end offer, meaning, you know, do you want a drink? That's $7 to like $20, depending what you're getting. Then, you know, while you're seated, then you get asked, do you want an appetizer? And that's your first big offer to make your money. Then you've got your main meal, which is your, you know, your five hundred to a thousand dollar product. Then you've got your dessert, which is like anything above a thousand bucks. Because I don't know if you actually know this, but like about I think it's only ten percent of people order dessert after having a really good meal at a restaurant because they're really, really full. And that's why they market the prices on dessert so much is because they don't sell as much. So they don't have a lot of it. And of course you have coffee and everything else is an added bonus in between. Now coffee, the way I kind of put this is coffee is there as my continuity. Anytime you're like, do you want this? They're like, no. And you say, do you want some coffee? They're like, yes. That's your continuity to get them right back in. That's what that makes
1: that's That's pretty good, man. It makes And you're right about the dessert. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, especially. And that, that's – now Now i, I got to say I break this – I break my own protocol on this.
0: I think we um, will do. It's kind of like a yeah,
1: thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I just – I get them right into to the continuity. And, and But you know, for I wouldn't recommend that for a lot of people because you, you have to be very relentless to do that sort of thing. But either way, right, you get them in opt-in. I believe Sean calls it the secret of the third conversion. Once you get them to the third conversion, opt-in – flagship product continuity they'll pretty much buy everything you want after that but he's so cool about it because he will somebody will try to skip the sequence right <laughs> they'll try to buy his brain audit book whatever he's selling up front and then they'll try to buy his ten thousand dollar article marketing course and say nope you know refund their money back and they'll say what are you crazy Well it's psycho tactics yes we're crazy <laughs> and, and, but it, it, you have to he makes people respect the, the sequence which to me is is it's so counterintuitive to what pretty much everyone else out there is doing. And uh, so he, he's, yeah, I've I, I learned a lot from him too. He's, he's good. I think the only other person that does anything like
0: this was Ramit Seti for a while. And his whole thing was on credit cards. Like, if you used a credit card, he wouldn't allow you in um, into any of his programs. Now, based on that, I always find that a bit weird because I'm like, sometimes some people pay like, with credit cards to increase their credit rating. And that's how they do things but it's a respectful of the process you got to respect why i put you through the way i do otherwise you're just going to jump into the deep end and not really know what you're doing and thought too many people are happy to take your money now i did have a question for you here and it's kind of like a shout out to your person but with newsletters i remember you saying this years ago you want to have a physical print newsletter so two questions here number one who do you use and number two Why would you want to use a physical print newsletter rather than a digital one? What are the advantages?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. It's not necessarily the best. I mean, it's good, better, best for me personally just because I like to write. Some people are better off not even doing a newsletter. They're better off shooting videos or something. You know what I mean? Some people are much better at that than they are. But for me, for my way of doing things, I like a print newsletter. Not only because I like print newsletters and I'm going to sell the thing I like or else I, I won't enjoy selling it. It's because it's very practical. Um, I don't deal with people's lost passwords and people who joined a year ago and they, they they lost their thing. They can't get in. I mean, that kind of crap annoys me to the point where I just I, I don't I have nothing. To, I want nothing to do with digital products. Yeah. Other than that, every month now I send an offer that rides along with the newsletter. So I'm I'm basically I'm getting paid to to. people are paying me to send them not only the content. But also an offer to them. Yeah. And so just from a practical point of view. And as for who I use, I use SelbyMarketing.com to do it all.
0: Okay, cool. I'm glad that you said that because I asked like Shane this and he was like, oh, it's Selby. And I looked them up and for some reason they wouldn't come up. So selbimarketing.com. Yeah. That makes way more sense. Now, I think there is an actual reason. like There's a psychological reason why I like print newsletters. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm one of those weirdos. If I could get away with it, I would just use video marketing or like audio marketing because it's so much easier. I mean I've got a lovely voice and I look great on camera, so you know, fuck it, we'll go with that. (laughs) I can't I'm not allowed to say anything else but that because I think I made a comment about being 28 a couple of days ago on Shane's group, and Shane's response was fucking good looking asshole, still looking young. I was like, dude, I'm 28, he's like, yeah, when I'm a white guy in twenty-eight, you just age horribly.
1: Well, this is true. Uh, 28 for, you know, it's a totally different number. If you were white, you would you would not look as young as you are. I'm s- it's just the way it goes. <laughs> Pretty much. Just like, you know. I just, so, I you, just know, you, got the, you know, you can take your privilege.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my brown privilege. Thank you very
1: much. <laughs> your brown privilege. I don't want to hear
0: it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It just makes me laugh that so many people. like kind of go, white people have privilege. And I'm like, every person have privilege, in my opinion. You have, like, different advantages. Like... I, I'm be- Okay, I'm not going to say I'm good at math, because I'm shit at math, which is kind of a disgrace to brown people everywhere. But you know, <laughs> we still look good and have good skin. That's basically what it is. Um, <laughs> all joking. Was, all joke- I had to get a brown joke in there because we joked about this. And he was like, I'm pretty sure Adel's gonna make a brown joke. I'm like, yeah, I'm saving up for it. It's going to come. Didn't, didn't expect it to be this quickly, but it got here.
1: Well, you know what's fun about all this is – and this, and I'm hoping that this is becoming more of a thing is people are loosening up about this shit a little bit. I mean, I bring up racial crap like all the time now in the Facebook group because I want people to stop freaking out. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it don't, really you know?
0: fucks me off about racial shit because I'm looking at it going, look, if you're still getting mad over the color of someone else's skin, you're a fucking asshole. And not the good kind You are basically the asshole at the party Everyone wants to kick the shit out of Plain and simple I know for a fact Ben I'm flying out to the US next Well later this year slash next year Because um all my flight shit's finally going through Finally, yay Um, I'm fucking hanging out with you And I guarantee you I'm going to do a Facebook video Where I'm going to be ripping into you And I'm going to expect you to do the same to me And we're going to be like Yeah, no, he's basically He's my white slave And you're like, yeah, but he's my brown slave I I i'll
1: hey. be happy to be your your white oppressor on that video that's not a problem it's basically
0: what we'll do <laughs> just to fuck around and be like do you think either one of us really gives a shit about this no he's one of my uh, like, i consider you <laughs> one of my digital friends that surprisingly i was thinking about today i was like how long have i, been, have I known ben Settle? because wow because i was talking to delora um i can't even say her name because her name the, the mind sex lady she's she's amazing yeah because um, we, we talk quite often she was like oh good luck on your show Ben I was like yeah he's a really good friend Because how long have you known Ben I'm like honestly thinking about it I've known you for a decade yeah 2008
1: I, I believe yeah
0: it was like when I first interviewed you um, for and I again still will never forget this I asked Ben questions about being the world's foremost leader in bias psychology and he looked at me and went I don't think I'm that I'm like I don't think anyone else disagrees with me I think only you disagree with me and you're like, all right, fuck it, I'll take it, whatever. It's like the shittest interview I've ever done, but like, you know, we've made up for that since then.
1: But well, that's happened in 10 years. Nowadays, I'd say, okay.
0: Yeah, pretty much you just agree to him. Like, I'm,
1: I'm going to add that to the site while I'm at it. Yeah,
0: so. I'm the best at fucking biopsychology, you asshole, sure. show you what's up. Screw Dan Kennedy. He doesn't know what he's doing.
1: What is he's an amateur? All right, absolute amateur.
0: Well, we know. uh, Well, we know someone that is that basically says that Dan Kennedy and uh, we Uh, ah yes, our boy. Yes, we're not. We're not going to bring him up because he'll be getting far too much free publicity for this. But he
1: also gets very emotional. I I get the like people send me screenshots whenever he gets like reacts. It's like the dude is like way too emo. He needs to just relax, calm down. We only troll people we
0: like. Well, you say that, but to be honest, it's also you also troll people who really just want
1: to troll. Love to, yes. Well, but I I always end up liking the people I troll. It's the weirdest thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know how I escaped that, but you know that shit happened. I didn't get trolled. I just got liked.
1: (laughs) I'm blaming Shane. I tell (laughs) I tell Dan Meredith this all the time. I only troll you because I like you. If I didn't like you, I wouldn't bother trolling you. And so, all good. It is all good. I'm actually just
0: like this is completely random off topic and anyone listening to this, I'm sorry, because this is gonna get crude. My cat my my female cat's walking around, she's like half taking a shit right now. I'm just like waiting for the other one to drop because she does this. She takes half a shit in a litter box and then walks around my apartment and waits to take another one. <laughs> Such an asshole. So you'll see me you'll hear me run off at one point, but that's basically Yeah, there's
1: is. there's probably a marketing lesson in your cat pretty her shitty schedule there.
0: Pretty much, it's mostly known as don't piss off the bitch in your life. Plain and simple. She's mad at me because of some stupid reason I know that much. But anyway, back to the happy, fun side of life. Um, So realistically, I think I actually mentioned this on, uh, on my Facebook today, which was about the idea of building a tribe around you based on the people that you like. And the reason I'm asking you, Ben, because you're quite polarizing and I fucking love it. But so many people either try and fake being polarizing. I mean, you just genuinely are, but like they fake it. You know the people that I'm on about. Just, yeah, know, I, I'm yeah. gonna be. I'm gonna be a rebel because I can be. I'm like, dude. Three years ago, you were kissing that other guy's left nut. So shut up and you know, <laughs> be you. Don't diss the person that you used to be best friends with. That's just stupid. So my question really is: um, the first question is how? What do you see working in 2018? As a way of building a tribe so that's the first question the second being um how do you actually find your voice because like i'm one of those guys that i'm just still figuring out i know what i believe and i know what i stand for but there's a lot still i need to figure out
1: okay well as far as 2018 i i don't think anything's ever changed if you look back at the people rabid audiences even 50 years ago or I don't want. I, I hope I'm not making people sound older than they are. But look at like the Gary Halberts, for example. He didn't have to be taught this. He just was who he was, and you know he was very polarizing and just naturally and because it was him. At least I never met the guy, but everyone I know who does know him says that was how he was. Uh, same with a lot of these other guys. So I think just not trying to seek approval will make some. Th- you bring up a good point. People like go out there and they throw attitude around. me, like, that's who I got to be but it's not them they're not being themselves and it, and everybody knows it and everybody can everybody knows they're not literally laughing out loud you know <laughs> when they try to insult someone and then put lol like they need to just read, need to be them not everybody is a polarizing personality like that but everybody can be polarizing simply by taking a stand believing in something and and going with it and not seeking approval everybody's out there seeking approval I like guess the worst thing that someone can do is like seek approval. I say seek disapproval, and by seeking disapproval, it means you just don't pedestalize people. You call out things you see, and of course, if you're wrong about something, just, oh, you know, they made a good point. You don't, you don't get defensive about it or anything. Just enjoy it. Enjoy life, <laughs> and it's now. I don't think it's any more complicated than that. I really don't. I, I think if you're trying to find a voice, it's the same thing. It's like how you and I are talking, that's your voice. Yep. And it's gonna it's not gonna make everyone happy, and that's good. If you made everyone happy, you'd be making no impact whatsoever with your marketing at all. So uh, you know, kind of in, kind of embrace the trolls. You know, like we were talking about this last this last weekend with this guy with the yeah. what you call the fat, fat handoff yeah. Fat Gandalf. Yeah, that that yeah.
0: tickled you and I fucking love that. <laughs> it
1: was great. It's like him. Yeah, it's like you know that guy uh, there's some the reason I like him so much is because he hates me so much. Like nobody's ever hated me this much I can I d I I can't I'm like a kid in the candies. I keep trying to like throw gas on the fire, but he's kind of caught on to it. But that's the thing. But by just doing what I do, I'm able to piss off people like him and yet draw in the people that I really want. And it's very simple. I, I don't I think that what happens is people complicate it. They think that it's something they can be taught. They think it's a, a checklist. If I just do this, this and this or if I imitate Frank Kern or whoever their their hero is. I think that's the wrong way to do it. You got to be an original you and not a not a warmed over leftover of someone else.
0: Yeah, I agree. And something that I want to like jump back on, like um, you talked about Halbert and I really am glad the time I was chasing my cat around. Um, and it's this one point, Halbert literally wrote, I don't know if you know this, but Caleb O'Dowd told me this, um, Halbert wrote his newsletter as a way to figure out who he was. Yeah,
1: well, that, that makes sense.
0: I mean, yeah, like he started the newsletter with the simple fact that he was like, everyone's getting paid more than me. I need to be paid the most. How do I actually like let myself be out there? And as he wrote, shit just started coming out and eventually became the great freaking Gary Halbert letter.
1: And if he'd played it safe or he was trying to emulate someone else, it never would have happened. If you was going to
0: be Eugene Schwartz, could you imagine that? That'd be so weird.
1: Well, that's the thing. By the way, did you see what I wrote about Eugene Schwartz today? It was just an interesting side note. <laughs> know, i'll quickly look it up while you're talking though okay well basically i was promoting a product called the 10 minute work and i and i used him as my example of that the ultimate copywriter because he didn't need clients he still had his own business and he did both and he had a great life and he was fun and then today i wrote about how to not die at the desk or how to not croak at the desk was the subject line and you know i'm talking about how to build a business kind of like how gene did and then kim kraus I, I yep. probably just said her name wrong. Maybe it's Schwami. I can't remember. But Kim, no yes. offense to no offense to you, Kim. <laughs> she, was, she emails me she goes, You wanna know something funny? I go, What? She goes, He literally did die at the desk. He was writing a promo for Phillips publishing had a heart attack right at the desk because she was working there at the time. So I don't know if she saw him die, but I mean <laughs> still. I thought that's, that was very ironic. Crazy.
0: Yeah, it is. But like the other thing as well with like um with Gene, what I love about him was like uh, Brian Kurtz told me this gene's response was like whenever he wrote an ad for boardroom and he killed it on freaking boardroom his his thing wasn't like so much hey guys pay me his thing was like just mention my business and you like let me run an ad in your newsletter in your newsletter in your news you know in in, in your publications for free they're like really he's like yeah i'll write an ad you let me run something for free that promotes my thing you get zero percent commission on that they're like yeah sure we'll do that random ad.
1: I mean, he was he was like the most forward-thinking investor-minded guy there was. I mean, you can do that online now to a degree. But, uh, for example, I, you know, Michael Sanoff. Um, yeah. Like when, this was a few years back. He had a bigger, li- way bigger list than me at the time. And I said, well, if I write some press releases for you, would you just let your list know about me? You don't have to pay me. And he did it. And I you know, I added, four, I don't know, 300, 400 subscribers to my list and just for doing something that took me a few hours to do. Um, It's not the level Gene was doing it, but you can do that kind of stuff no matter where you're at. But like people say, how do I build a list? Well, just do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, know. Like, what, it's, one, it's very simple.
0: One of the easiest ways I do this, like I said, I'm changing up my like free giveaway. It's going to be to this podcast because A, there's a crap ton of great shit on here. And B, dude, how easy is it for me just to ask someone like you, like, hey, Ben, we just had like an amazing interview. It's coming out in six weeks time or in three weeks time. Do you mind just mailing out your list, letting them know we did this interview? If you have a good time in my show which let's be honest you wouldn't be back if we had a horrible time are you really going to say no to me you're going to be like no i fucking love hanging out with adil yeah i'll just mention the show on my on my facebook or like in, in one of my groups or whatever the thing that you oh, did, yeah. the thing that you did on Shane god that pissed me off it really did because that episode's not released it was like an unreleased episode and Frasier fucking messages me and he goes, I heard you did an interview with Shane. Can I listen to it? And I'm like, I'm all nice with him. So I'm like, yeah, here, listen to it. He tells Shane, Shane's like, could you send it over to me so I can put it in my group? I'm like, all right, just the two of you, no one else. I had no idea. Yeah, and then you, like, <laughs> messaged it out. It's like, you motherfuckers, I hate you all so much right now, but I love you. And then, like, I I didn't even know that you had a new Facebook group because I thought the lair shut down, and I was like, okay, Ben's thing isn't here anymore. And then Frazier's like, yeah, Ben just shared it. I'm like... Ben Settle, Adela Marcy comes up and I'm like, that asshole, I've got to join join the group. And your response to me joining the group, which, by the way, for anyone else listening, uh, it's a really fun way to get a girl into you because I just sent her a photo of Ben's, like, uh, welcome message to me in his group. And this also touches upon what we spoke about earlier, which is um, how we don't really give a shit and, like, race and all the other stuff is out the window for us. Ben Litchie wrote saying uh, I'll untie the... Oh, what was it? I'll, someone will come by and untie... Welcome to the or Welcome to the new abyss. Or Welcome to the abyss. Someone will untie you. I'm untying the goat. And I think my response was Cool, as long as I can make a cool... If I can make a goat curry out of it, I'm happy. I think that was my response. And I think someone else wrote As long as you don't fuck it either. I was like, oh, that's disappointing.
1: <laughs> I, I remember that. It was welcome. Welcome. I welcomed you in and I said... Someone else get the goat and I'll unzip you. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that, that was pretty much what it was. It was like crazy. <laughs> and that's the shit. Like anyone else would have said that to me. If I didn't know them, I'd be like, yeah, what the hell they're on about. Ben, I know he's coming from a place of just sheer human. It's just fun. So you can't get mad at the guy. But like, okay, so something that I love about your newsletter that very few people actually do. It's something I'm like going to say right now. I'm fucking modeling off of it. Is basically the ask the idea of teaching people in your newsletters because so often you see people just give a ton of information but with zero examples. Like you actually give an example and go. The reason I wrote this is because blah blah blah, and this is why it worked. Um, I think Shane was talking about like the two thousand and eleven December lazy email sequence that you did for your launch. Yeah. Um, like one of the emails that I just that I think he mentioned, he told me about someone told me about was the idea of you wrote uh, you wrote the first email and you're like the only reason I didn't do it was be- the only reason I sent this out was because I wanted to get it out I just didn't have time to set up a new like lander and a new list so I just sent it out telling them I'll send them something else tomorrow and then I did it and then sent them something else out and then got them on a sub list
1: that's fucking awesome who else yeah can- the the sub list the, the sub list thing is is you know, I didn't invent this or anything, but it's – yeah, I, there's a lot of very complicated launch strategies out there. And I, I have never gone through most of them. Um, I just – I don't have the – I guess I'm just not – Patient. Attention <laughs> span for it. So I'm like, okay, I got to do something that works for me and that's and simple. And it's all email-based. and it's, it's all about getting people on a sub list, and It's about mailing both your sublist and your main list simultaneously during the launch. And, you know, because people get on your list are very – they've raised their hand saying, I am waiting for this. You know, there it's not it's you can be a little more aggressive with them. If they're on both your lists, even better. Yeah. You know? They'll just get more emails from you. I've always found that the more emails I send, the more sales I make. I know that's a very novel novelty out there. That's like something people have a hard time believing, but it really does work. Yeah. Mail no. more, make more. Well, that's
0: something I did want to ask you about because something that like um, Shane was talking about was this idea of like mailing your list every day and making an offer every day. Now I'm just gonna grill you on this on the idea of making an offer every day. How do you position your offer? Because that's something I've found myself personally that I have a hard time positioning my own shit.
1: Well, every day is a new opportunity to tell them something. Well, you know, it depends on what I'm selling. For one thing, I mean, what people what people see on bensettle.com is not necessarily how I would how I mail other markets like weight loss and stuff. Um, but the structure is the same. And you have an offer and you just – every day you have another opportunity to, to remind them of it for one thing and to possibly give a different spin on it, on different applications for it. And um, you know, the funny thing is the more you mail, it's just the more these ideas come to you. And you start looking at your product differently. You're like, oh, it can do this. It can do that. Oh, I can make it better. You, know, you get ideas trying to make it better as you're writing emails. So as far as positioning yourself, I, to me, it just makes it much easier. Because every day and, – and here's the weird thing. People make a decision to buy two weeks ago, but they won't buy until today because they didn't have the money or whatever. You just, you just reminded them. And emails, the, to me, is like the best way to position anything at all. I mean you're there every day. And, and you have little competition if you're doing it right.
0: That that definitely does work. I love that. It was an idea – I'm going to ask you something in a minute anyway that's completely personal, but I really want everyone else to listen in on it. And by the way, Ben has no idea what I'm going to ask him. It's just something that I uh, I want to get his opinion on because I tried to ask Shane, but Shane's blown out with a 10 out of 10 like, yeah. pain and he's traveling tomorrow. He's got guests over and students over today. So I'm like, I'm not waiting until Thursday to speak to him. I was like, I'll just bother Ben about it because fuck it. I can do that. I might as well. And then it can be a marketing lesson for everyone. Yay. Why not? <laughs> But like, okay, so this isn't the question. This is something else entirely. But when you're actually writing your emails, because you've actually got it down to an, into a science and art form. The way I do it is I use a timer and like I start writing at 15 minutes and then I get down to about three minutes for an email to be done. How do you do yours? Like what's the inspiration for you?
1: As far as how I write every day? Yeah,
0: because like there's a lot of people who like really struggle with that shit.
1: Yeah, the thing okay, so here's here's the thing, and there's no way around this. And and you know, unfortunately, I wish there was. This is the one place we can never be lazy or slacker wish. And as long as you know your market really, really well, you'd never run out of stuff to talk about. Like in writing an email it's just a matter of sitting down and talking about something that's interesting to them and then tying it into whatever you're selling. And I'll give you I always give this example because I like people to know I'm not just talking about information market. Well, I am talking about information market, but I'm not just talking about like your typical stuff. So right now in the town I live in, my dad lives in the same town, and he – there's like a mole infest, infestation like in people's yards, and there has been for like the last three years. You go to his yard, there's like 40 or 50 mole hills, and that's not even an exaggeration, and they drive him nuts. He doesn't know how to get rid of these damn things. He's he's, he's tried everything. You I know, mean, he's tried all the, the sonic noise stuff, the poison, uh, like everything you can think of he's tried. There's no way you could send him an email about mole problems and just like – Yeah, I have a mole in my yard and blah, 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 that he won't listen and read every word of because it's about him and it's interesting. And so what I guess what I'm saying here is you can never bore people. And this is from the the late Jim Camp, actually, negotiation master. As long as you're in their world, you can never bore them. And I'll add, as long as you're in their world, you can't really not have something to talk about. When I was in the weight loss, when I sold in the weight loss niche, we did pretty well in that niche. I'm, I'm, you know, contrary to what some people might think, I'm not an overweight female, right? So I never will be one. I don't really know what it's like to be an overweight female, but I could get in their heads enough. And I I did this by just studying the market really, really closely. I never ran out of stuff to talk about. I wrote like probably a couple hundred emails really fast, plus assorted sales letters. And it was never hard because I knew the market. This, you know what? I don't know if you saw it or not. This just came up last week, actually. There's this guy I know. Um, He's a friend of my brother's actually, but he's in the internet marketing world, and he he Facebooked it. He goes, "Oh man, does anyone else find copywriting hard? So hard."
0: Yeah, and no, I think I know who who you're talking about because yeah,
1: yeah, I remember. That. Okay, so now all I said was it's not hard if you know your market. Yeah, and and but I wasn't like trying to be a troll. <laughs> I, mean, no, I think you're he being took real. it. Yeah, he, I think he took it as me trying to be a troll. I didn't become a troll until he started like resisting it later. But yeah, then I became a troll. <laughs> but the, but i was being absolutely serious it's not hard if you know your market it doesn't mean you're going to be the best in the world but it's not hard because you know exactly what the when you talk to someone a hungry man or a hungry woman you know they want food all you have to do is show them how to get it it's very simple
0: yeah no i agree and just to touch upon that for everyone listening right now if you, the two resources i recommend for figuring out your market if you're like i don't even know where to begin read breakthrough advertising then then Bitch about why it doesn't work because i guarantee you all your arguments will be completely destroyed after reading um breakthrough advertising by eugene schwartz and two i guarantee you if you actually know your market research because i was thinking about this like earlier today when i was coming home i was like what could i ask ben and stuff like that and for some reason market research came to my mind i was like there's only a handful of copywriters and in the world in my opinion that can actually go into market, sell really well, without doing all their market research. And I say that because there has to be an exception to the rule. And I found, and by the way, and this not being myself up at all, this is more or less what it is, I rarely do my research in markets, yet I kill it. And the only reason is, because I've worked in the markets I've worked in for so long, I know the psychology that my people are coming in with. Now granted, if it was a market that was actually checking out that was new, you better be damn sure, um, I'm gonna be doing all my research under the sun. Like I'm launching two new newsletters this year, players with money in the email uh, and the uh, copywriter's room for like two different marketplaces. I've got literally every bit of fucking information and research down for both markets. That when I'm, writing the e- when I'm writing the ads for them, second nature don't even think about it because I know what their pains are. I know what their pleasures are. I know what they're after. Feeding them and showing them how to get their food. Simple. So Ben's Thing is just incredible. His advice is incredible, and it's simple. But all great things are in the simplest form. If you I can,
1: I, 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 I can take this a whole nother level if you want. Go for and it, it. dude. Run with it. So, so the the whole point of emailing daily goes beyond just sales. Uh, now, I know you're Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, if I remember yep. correctly. Uh-huh. Okay, and I see. he knows me that much? You remembers. I remember. I remember. We had that because I remember we talked and I'm a Wing Chun guy. Yeah. Right. And now, I don't know this doesn't this I guarantee you this concept applies to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's just not called the same thing. Yep. But in, in Wing Chun, we have this thing called Chi Sao. It means sticky hands. And it's something you do with a partner. It's not really sparring. It's like you're you're constantly in contact with each other and you're just doing these series of movements where you're kind of trying to get an in. And basically you're you're learning to interpret force. You can interpret what they're going to do before they even do it. Before they – don't know they're going to do it, but you can do it before they even actually do it. That's why these old, ancient, decrepit martial arts guys look like they can move so fast. even When they're fighting someone stronger, younger, and faster, it's not that they're faster and stronger. They're just – they can feel what the guy is going to do before he does it, and they can kick his ass. So that's mm-hmm. Chisaw. So – in e- when you're daily emailing your list you are essentially cheese sowing your list you are getting an, an, an idea of what they want they won't even come out and tell you necessarily what they want but you'll get an idea because you're having this dialogue with them so for example nobody ever to my knowledge ever said ben please come out with a copywriting course of, for slacker copywriters which is my copy slacker course yeah. but I but I knew people wanted it Because of the questions I would get, the reactions I would get, the things they complained about to me about copywriting. And so I did it. And, I mean, I I think I ordered like 50 sets from Selby. Thinking, ah, this would be a nice little launch. I ended up having like 181 sales and pissing off the whole – they were so – they weren't mad at me. It was very frustrating for them. Or my villains. I have this book called Persuasion Secrets of the World's Most Charismatic and Influential Villains. Nobody, I promise you, nobody ever said, Ben, I really want a book about how to persuade the like, way villains do. I just knew they wanted it because of this daily interaction I have. I'm, I'm feeling and interpreting what they want before they even know what they want. Yep. And you can only get that by being in daily contact with your list.
0: Oh, I agree. Like sometimes, And also asking for an email back, like, hey, respond to me or something like that. You'd be surprised how often people tell you what they want. I had someone literally message me today, like, cause I sent out an email saying, who can I connect you to? Because I have a really big, like wide array of people I'm connected to. And they're like, oh yeah, no, I really want to connect to um, this hypnotherapist. I I also sent them an email saying, hey, my friend wants to connect with you, is that cool? They're like, yeah, sure, send them over, connect to them. Made my customer happy. They have a new venture working together. And how much more likely is my customer gonna pay me? And I knew that they wanted to be connected simply because I asked. That
1: helps. <laughs> you know, Go I'm further. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna troll my friend Ryan Levesque a little bit. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. I fucking <laughs> love, I love trolling Ryan. Anyway, I've got to get him back on the show. Like seriously, I've not spoken to him for like two years.
1: I, I'm gonna troll him, and I hope he hears us because it's just gonna amuse me. First of all, I think he's brilliant. I think yeah. his whole ass method is absolutely brilliant. Um, it, ask it's just method, not his ass method. By not me. his ass ask. method. His ask. I'm sorry. It's my Midwest accent sometimes, <laughs> or at least that's my excuse for <laughs> But um, but but he he has this thing where he calls the deep dive surveys right, and, and and they are deep. I mean, those are I mean, that's awesome stuff he does, and it's made a lot of people a lot of money. So what I I like to joke about is the best way to, to learn your own list. Not this wouldn't work necessarily for cold list like he goes after the cold markets, but is you do a, a shallow dive like it's the opposite and you say and if you're going to send them if you want to know if you want to send an email out or ask a question or what they want you simply say what were the last two or three products about xyz topic that you bought and can you send me the urls or just the last product it doesn't matter they're not only telling you what they're actually spending money on <laughs> not what they say they want but what they're spending money on Two, you're gonna find you're gonna see the exact sales pitches and appeals that sold them. And and as much as I'd love to say, yeah, I figured this out, I just observe the direct mail people because that's all they do. Yep. That's literally all they do. And and you just they, they buy they rent lists of buyers of a specific product and they sell their similar product to it. And it's the easiest thing in the world. And it's again, it's very shallow. It's a shallow depth. but I'm kind of a shallow guy. I like keeping things shallow. So
0: you like th- keeping things simple and shallow. I swear to God, that was the last time. That was your last day as well. How did you meet her? She was simple and shallow. That's why we got on. I hope. Th- I always hope they're shallow and simple
1: and dumb. <laughs> it helps too. But well, I never uh, get the. D- I never get the dumb ones. Unfortunately,
0: yeah, you always get the really smart ones, I which get the can smart challenge ones. you. They can like mouth off and like slap you down. But then you're into that, so it helps. It keeps entertaining. But <laughs> so, you know, not for you, for everyone else that's watching like me. <laughs> popcorn moment so the question I actually had for you which I wanted to bother Shane with and I was like you know what if there's anyone else that can ask this, it'd be fucking Ben um so I'm gonna give you guys the outset and Ben if he's so gracious will answer if not then fuck I'm out of luck but it's marketing teachable moment and I think you'll answer it so I got a client of mine a ridiculously high conversion rate and when I say ridiculously high like to a warm list we're talking 40 percent is a really good conversion rate right for a new offer there's continuity we'll agree with yeah. that yeah yeah. Well, yeah um i smashed out of the park with this, like a near enough 74 percent, 73.91 percent so let's just say 74 percent of her people that saw it bought and it's like it's a continuity program so yeah, yeah. That, that that's a really good conversion rate now she left me this amazing testimonial which is brilliant my question to you ben is What's the best way to leverage that in order to attract new business? Whether that is, I know you don't do client work anymore, but you're a fucking genius, so you know exactly what to do with positioning here. How would you best leverage that?
1: Well, there's actually probably a lot of ways you could do that, but one way to do it, and this is old school door to door sales right here, that there's no internet marketing about to say, is but to literally ask her, So, do you have any other friends in business and you know, whatever in her network? who are looking for a copywriter who would like to get these kind of results too. And, you know, she's not going to say no. She's going to probably give you four or five names, and then you could direct mail them, which I would do. I wouldn't email them. I would direct mail them with a Federal Express. <laughs> do don't don't, you guys have Federal Express out there? We have FedEx, but we actually use DHL. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, whatever, like, the, the most prestigious one where they have to sign for it and everything. And I would write that those people an individual letter. And you have her testimony, and, and of course, you only really want to deal with people that have money. So it's as, as, as long as they're a good clients, not like, you know, they're not broke. And that's how I would do it. I would. let I, I bet you would get at least, I don't know, depending on how many names she had, but at least two or three new clients out of something like that. And you have the case study right there. You know, it's they're not going to argue with their their friend. I would. I mean, look, I would if, if I took on if, if I was hiring cockroaches. Someone got me those numbers, and they said, hey, do you think you could? You know, spread the word. Do you know four or five other people that I could get in touch with? You don't even have to introduce me if you don't want to. Just uh, I'll send them a letter in the mail. And uh, then you get – you know what else you get? It, if you want to take it even farther, you do the Dan Kennedy uh, – what do they call it? circle – something Something endorse – it's like – I forgot. The Champions Circle of Endorsement or something like that where oh you, actually, you write a letter like it's coming from your client about you. And you ask her, "Is this okay?" If I can? and I'll use your letterhead, <laughs> and it looks like it's coming from you, and that's really powerful. But I don't see very many people do that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, because that was like a re- thats a really old-school way of doing it. But that's super powerful, especially when you're writing, you know, as your client would be to send out to their friends, "Hey, I just spoke to so and so, and he did this great work for me. I should—I recommend you really check him out. Speak soon. Tell him I sent you. Nah, sends out. Looks way Cham- more. Efficient
1: champion circle of influence not just it just came to me. And, and you know what he taught that in a in a, in a free gen thing he used to see. I mean, oh. it's nothing but that old school stuff works as well as ever and and the fact is you'd be the only one doing it you know yeah. so even better
0: oh yeah definitely just like so much easier to do so i'm actually sending them a message right now but like uh kind of jumping into this because we're heading up to the time and trust me if i if if i really could keep ben on the phone for like three hours i would <laughs> simply because it'd be just fucking hilarious for me more than anything. I'd have a good time talking to him. But my favorite, one of my new questions, because I'm not going to ask many of the old ones, I've got like a couple of new ones to ask him. So one of my new questions I like to ask is, what three books, and there are rules to this, would you say that would be the most influential, what three books would you recommend to people to read? And the rules are, one of them has to be a fiction book, or a movie. You know, that one could be a fiction or a movie. So it's two books. And then one fiction book slash movie that you'd recommend people to go check out.
1: This is the movie. Okay, and the movie has to be fiction. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna say a movie that probably disappoint people because probably everybody says this movie, <laughs> but I would say as a how of a what not to do example. So, in fact, forget it. I'm not gonna bring up this movie because I, I I'm a feeling everyone brings up oh. Wall Street. Okay, uh, fine
0: I was gonna say, I, I had a feeling it'd be that, but yeah,
1: go yeah, on. yeah, that's too, you know, that that's too boring. That's like virtue signaling. Just bringing that. One. Just, just, so I get that. One. So, so for nonfiction book, right, right, or just a fiction book? Fiction book, yeah, fiction book slash movie. Okay, fiction book slash movie. Okay, so the fiction book, I would go – I was I was going to say The Game by Neil Strauss, but that's that's nonfiction. That is
0: nonfiction, yeah.
1: It's just written – like I think half of it is fiction, but <laughs> – Neil Strauss, start, you can never tell. I'll start with the copyright ones. Okay, so uh, definitely you mentioned before Gene Schwartz's Breakthrough Advertising. And, and not just read it, but ten times, read it ten times at least. And I know it may take a year or two, but it's worth it.
0: Oh, yeah, it um, is. It, it takes a while. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, just a, it's a it's a really good one. Another one, which is a very foundational one, and it's not – it's just it, – it had a huge impact on me. I read it for – I was in my – well, it was my, I told him. I told the author, Ken McCarthy, who's like the founding father of internet marketing. I said, look, I, I don't want to gross you out, and this is no disrespect, but your book was my bathroom reading for like five years straight because <laughs> I would just go whenever I had to go and read a chapter. And that's called the System Letters – or the System Club Letters book. Yep. System Club, Club. is a really good book. It's twenty buck like, It's just it it's so good. It brings it will help anybody know it'll give you discernment on what's bullshit and what's not. That's that's what I would say. And and it's very good foundational stuff. And you know, no no one's gonna ever say it's the sexiest book. I think it's a sexy book personally. <laughs> I mean, so much, but But you would probably, though. Yeah, well, most people probably wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't bother. As far as a, a fictional book. And and I, I you know I don't know if I'm breaking a rule here, but I would say any one of my Enoch Wars novels would cool. be good read. Start but,
0: start with the first one, and you're not breaking any rules. What the fuck are you on about? Feel free to i I'll say, emotion.
1: but that's what I wanted to do. I was hoping you'd say no. I, but but they're not going to teach you anything about business. But people tell me that they're they're good examples. Of, like you can tell them am a copywriter when you read it. So no, maybe good, that'll I? yeah. No, so maybe that helps. That's good to know. I'm gonna jump back
0: here for a second and say uh, two things. One, the System Letter Book uh, by Ken McCarthy. Uh, it is McCarthy, isn't it? Yeah. I always get him and Ken McCarthy like confused. I don't know. One does JVs, and the other one's like a badass systems dude. Yeah. Ken is probably one of the coolest dudes I've ever had the pleasure of talking to, and the guy's so down to earth. He's like killing it. Like people hate him, hate on him. Like yes. they used to, they used to hate on him. Like. Um, I'm not going to mention names, but there's, there's video that leaked years ago where all the big names basically hated. Them. Yeah. Because he was just so by the book and he was like, no, I'm doing shit that works. You guys are assholes and whatever. He didn't even say that to them. It was just like, he was doing it. And they were like, is he cooking us an asshole? Like, no, but he's not following your, your tribe and doing his own thing. So he, he just kicked his own, he, he kicked ass even though he was blackballed, which is incredible. Uh, which is incredible in some right two. I was actually going to say the Enoch was and Ben's totally going to do this after the show because I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to talk him into it is um, I'm going to get like signed copies. so I can get some for myself. So fuck everyone else. Email him. I'm sure he'll sort something out and charge you extra, which is all good. Um, But the actual point I was going to make was a really good movie that doesn't get mentioned often enough is boiler room. Ah, yes. Classic. That's actually a good movie on how to sell. Um, particularly Ben Affleck scenes, which is kind of weird to say because he's not really in the movie that much, but, like, that one scene where he goes act as if... You remember that scene, right?
1: I do. It's been a
0: while, but I, I know what you're talking...
1: There's that yeah. scene, and then there's the one where they, they shut up after they try to make the pitch. Oh, the yeah. And the whole
0: Vin, Vin Diesel does the whole pitch on, like, yeah. That was, a, that was masterclass selling right there. So you can just check those two scenes out on YouTube, but... I'd recommend watching the whole movie because I guarantee you it's it's a really good study in sales. And surprisingly, if I remember correctly, The Wolf of Wall Street actually inspired this movie. Like, Jordan Belfort's arrest actually inspired the writing of this movie. Um, and then, you know, like, 12 years later, Wolf of Wall Street comes out and everyone loves it. But they forget about Boiler Room. It's an amazing movie. Huge cast list. Giovanni Ribisi. Um... Vin Diesel and of course Ben Affleck. You got three great stars all in the same movie.
1: So you go you know it. what? I just thought of a. I thought of another movie. Go for it. A- and I actually did a whole email players issue about this early on in its run. I don't know why I didn't think this when you first asked. I guess I'm just getting rusty in my old age. And you know, I don't just look old <laughs> as a white guy, but I am feeling <laughs> it in the mind. Okay, so. But there's a. a this came out in two thousand. The year two thousand, it was called The Dow of Steve.
0: Oh, dude, yeah, Shane was actually talking about that, and um, definitely a
1: recommendation. Oh, it, it you know, it, it's kind of a hokey movie. I'll be the first to admit it, and you don't really need to see the second half, but just if you watch the first half, it's about this, like, fat, underachieving, like, slavish guy who's able to, he's teaching this, this other guy how to pick up girls, because he's really good at it, even though he's, like, the most unattractive guy in the world. And he has his three three views of being Steve. Now, Steve is like the quintessential American cool guy. So Steve McQueen is one of the examples and you know a bunch of other people. And so that's why they call it Dallas Steve. And there's three rules to this. And if you do these three things, it helps you not only get girls in the movie, but I guarantee if you do this in your marketing, it, it works just as well, especially like emails. So the first rule is to be desireless. like. Just let go of any desire and and IE neediness basically is what, you know, if you need the sale, you're going to write stuff and say stuff that's just going to turn people off. But you got to learn to let go of needing things and just, you know, you don't need it. So the first, that's the first rule is to be desireless. Then the second rule is to be excellent, to demonstrate some kind of skill or something interesting about you. Uh, Some people are good at playing guitar, for example, or they're really good at sports or something. Obviously, in in email and marketing, you're just demonstrating your knowledge. You're giving – like you have a unique thing to say that no one else is saying. You're demonstrating. And then the third thing is to be gone. So after you've let go of your desire and you've demonstrated that you're like different and better than these other guys, now you just leave. Because you've got better things to do. Like you have a mission to go after and she's not number one. Every other guy's pedestalizing her. You're just going to go off and do your own thing and that's how she chases you. It's law of the jungle. We pursue that which flees from us. And that's what's playing that into it. in business and marketing. It's just a matter of not trying to get the sale as much as you're giving people an opportunity to buy. And that's a whole psychological thing, but it shows in your marketing when you do it right. So I, I, I want to strike the record on fiction. I'm going to use that as my example instead.
0: Yeah, no, I agree entirely. That's actually brilliant, it's fucking amazing. And by the by, just to jump off of that point as well. Um, When you actually write anything, let me get a little woo-woo here for a second, a little crazy and esoteric and metaphysical and shit. But when you write, your energy that you're writing from transfers over so when someone reads it, they actually read it in that voice. So if you're coming from a place of desperation, they'll read it as a place of desperation. If you come from a place of confidence, they'll read it as confidence. It's amazing. And oh, just as a side note, Ben and everyone else listening because I just watched this today. uh, Have you seen Dirty Money on Netflix yet?
1: I have not seen
0: that, no. Um, Really good show, like amazing, but my favorite one was the last episode they did, which was on Donald Trump. It's amazing. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, politics, well, fuck everyone, I think the system's all fucked up anyway, and that's my own thing.
1: Oh, there's a lot to learn from, I mean, shit, Trump gives us an education every day on Twitter. (laughs) Like, talk about having people hate the guy, I mean, people hate him or they love him, there's no in between. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: The crazy thing is, that, like, the ones that hate him will never actually give him credit for the good things he does. And there are good things he's done. Look at the yeah. amount of pedophiles that have been arrested. You'll Absolutely. See what I mean. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, um, his supporters will never acknowledge any of the shit that he's done. <laughs> it's, like, totally. so fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm in la-la land of, like, Kool-Aid and loving Trump. And the other side is I just fucking hate this motherfucker. I'm not going to give him any credit. It's hilarious that you find the very few in the middle that are like he does some crazy shit, but he also does some cool stuff, and everyone's like, "Fuck you guys, we don't really care about you." And both sides hate on you. It's the weirdest fucking dichotomy. Um, Shane, you, myself, and a few others, we kind of fall into that middle section. It's kind of hilarious. I only say that oh, yeah. because absolutely we don't hate um, anyone. We've got room. We've got a room of opinions, but we love everyone essentially.
1: Oh. I, I learned from all those guys I, I learned from you know there's a few politicians that are I don't even know how they got elected those's uh, Jimmy Carter and all that but you, you look like a guy like Bill Clinton or a Donald Trump I mean you're gonna learn all kinds of stuff you're know Obama I mean the guy is a master at raising money you can learn stuff from these guys even if you don't like them it's it's foolish not to to find out what they're doing that works and then apply it
0: yeah it really does it works out so amazingly um just exactly from that kind of standpoint i think it was um robert green that said it best when i was reading 48 laws of power for the first time i think he said either that or an interview don't shut your mind off to learning from your enemies or those that you don't get on with because they will They they have a following for a reason and they will teach you more about psychology than anything else it's The reason why you read books like Crystallizing Public Opinion or um, even Propaganda by Edward Bernays, great books. You might not agree with the motherfucker, but trust me, they're great books for understanding how people in psychology works. It will benefit your business for the better.
1: If if somebody has brought out anger in you, right, like if you don't like somebody, like you're saying, a visceral reaction, really, I just can't stand this person. That's the person to study even the most because they're doing something. They've gotten emotion out of you. And if they can get it, if you can replicate what they did, you're, you're, I mean, it's just how, it's incredible how fast things can go from there as far as building a business, building an audience, because you start learning. It's not about getting approval. Yep. Like the people that hate you the most, they're not seeking your approval. And maybe that's what bothers people when they don't get someone's approval. I don't know. (laughs) But but I, people that I don't like the most that I watch very carefully, I watch them both. Anyone who's polarizing to me is worth watching and studying
0: yeah it's true it's it's one of those crazy crazy things because there are people that we're mutually friends with that i don't personally really get on with but i respect the shit out of it's just a yeah. thing it doesn't mean we all we're all like happy sunshine friends no you can you can be like i respect you motherfucker, but i don't like you and you have your own reasons for it but everyone gets on their own thing as long as you don't like start little shitty wars you're good Um, And with that said, my favorite, I'm going to ask you a really fun question here that I'm just to like, it's completely out of everything because you've answered all these questions before. Um, But it's a singular question that is in the sense of, if someone was to really figure out, actually, yeah, let's go with this one. If someone was to really sit down and do an exercise to understand what their values are. Because a lot of people don't know that fucking values, and I'll attest to that. What would be the single ex- exercise that you give them, Ben?
1: You know, I, I can't say I've ever thought of this before. Which is why I'm putting <laughs> you on the that's...
0: fucking spot. This is what I was doing. <laughs> I told you I was
1: going to do this to you at some point. You know, the, okay. I'll tell you what you should do, uh, and and this is this will be a fun exercise for anybody. Is if you go on the internet, and I don't have a specific URL here, but if you like Google Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> alignment. Guide to a, like alignment, the word alignment. And if you ever played the old Dungeons & Dragons, you were given an alignment. Lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good, lawful neutral neutral, chaotic neutral, lawful evil, neutral evil, and chaotic evil. And there are tests you can take to see what your alignment is. Now, these are not scientifically like. You – know, I'm not saying yeah. to bend everything around but they will give you an idea. They'll, they may even make you think because they ask these interesting questions like what would you do if X, Y, Z? And a lot of people like to think they're one way, but they're probably not what they think they are. And uh, I, I found that, I did that just as for fun a couple months ago and it was actually kind of eye-opening. And if you want to think about values, that's a good way to do it. Wait, what's that again? Just give me a quick shout so I know exactly where to go. Well, if you go to Google and type in dunge- Dungeons and Dragons, is that, you know, the... Yeah. the Yep. RPG game, alignments, uh, you know, like the like what the code woo woo coach the coaches all talking about alignment, the, the alignment. alignments, alignments
0: thing. is alignment test. I think that's the one. Yeah.
1: But... yeah, and there's a there's several of them out there. Um, you could also do the same with Myers Briggs and all that, but it won't be as fun as Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, no, I. It, oh my god, relationship <laughs> to family. Would you give a you would you give a
0: promising career to aid the family in time in a hobby? Yes. some uh, th- I fucking will. This, I'm doing this right after like we after we finish <laughs> recording. It's gonna be fun. But um, just real quickly, though, guys, check out everything Ben Settle does. I'm not even kidding. He's, um, as you can tell, I've been friends with the guy for 10 years. I don't be friends with people. I don't stay friends with people for 10 years if I don't think they're cool. They, they're badass, and they actually do really cool shit, and I respect the hell out of them. Ben's one of those guys. So my recommendation, as it was two years ago, as it was 10 years ago, and is still today, go check out bensettle.com. Go follow him. Go figure your shit out. Just... See if you align with him because here's the thing. At the end of the day, you may not respect him, but you will actually love what he, what he puts out there. When you apply it in your business, you will see a profit. It's just the way it works. Um, and also, Ben, thanks again for being on the show, man. I really appreciate you spending time with me today.
1: Well, I, And I, I appreciate it too. And I would say if you don't like and respect me, please make a video about it and tell me. Yeah, tag <laughs> because, us. Please tag please, us. Please tag us. We, we will trust there will be no harm. We will not be... We will not be upset. <laughs> you'll just we'll, you'll just make us money. So please do.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, I will catch you on the next episode. Ben, I'm going to catch you in just a minute. Um, peace out. And guys, as always, go check out bensettle.com and also review this podcast. Uh, rate it, share it, subscribe to it. Let us know
1: because I also love reading comments and getting back to you guys on how we can improve. Take care, guys. Bye.